you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 102, please. Anyway, Pastor Bruce doesn't pastor anymore, but he really needs to come preach here sometime. We're moving into our new building shortly. We get the keys next week, by the way. Hallelujah. The keys of the kingdom. Uh, Psalm 102, and again, the familiar uh, portion of Scripture for us. Uh, verse 11, he said, My days are like a shadow that declines, and I'm withered like grass. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and you, you remember and so unto all generations. For you shall arise. And that's the word kun, and it means like, and again, we talked about it, it sounds like he wasn't paying attention to you, that you felt like you were alone and, and forgotten. And it's, it's like, that's where we are right now, like 2021, 20, 22, the church felt like they were abandoned, but they never were. The seasons of God are so important to us to know what season you're in, to know what season he's in. In 2023, it's obvious now, we can look at it already and see the revivals that are breaking out all over the earth. And so, but I pray God, I'm saying, God, we don't want a river just flowing through here. We want a river flowing from here. So prepare our hearts, do what you got to do to get us ready so that we can be a, a ministry in the cities and in the country that can touch nations as we did in the past. So you shall arise and have mercy. Hallelujah. And again, one day, one day of favor, better than a lifetime of labor. Don't forget that. Favor, favor means to bend down. Listen to this if you didn't write it down before. To bend down and grant unfair, undeserved partiality. To promote to prominence, prominence like Isaiah 60. You know, he said, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. In the world is a darkness and a gross darkness upon the people, but... And the butt cancels everything that was said before that God's glory shall be seen upon you. Your heart will reverence and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea, kings and influential people come to the brightness of your rising and, and, and the abundance of the Gentile nations will be converted onto you. That still has to happen. That's Joel chapter two. After these things, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Amen. All flesh, hallelujah, all flesh. And whoever. So it doesn't matter what they look like. They could have a naked girl on the motorcycle back gas tank. They could be smoking marijuana under a tree. Of course, they're doing different things now. But what I'm saying is when they come in, don't do this. At Rock Church, I'm telling you, they were water baptizing people every Sunday night. Every Sunday night. And if you ask Pastor Brutes or anybody that was there at the time, they don't even know how it happened. It was God. Right. God moved in and began to shake things up, and he's, he's doing it again. Amen. Only this time, it's the early and the latter rain both at the same time. So it's going to be, it's going to be outrageous. It's going to be ridiculous. Hallelujah. So all you need to do is get ready for it. All we need to do is die. No, no, when you learn how to make it about other people and not about yourself, there's a freedom that comes in that. There's such a freedom, and you're not focused on, I've got to do this, and I've got to change that, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. You don't have to change anything. 
If you were the change agent, you wouldn't need the Holy Ghost. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to learn how to trust him. How do I do that? By renewing my mind with the word of God. It's not complicated. If I'm not in the Bible, I'm not renewing my mind. If I'm not trusting them, I need to find scriptures until I build them up, until I can begin to. And just because he doesn't do things the way that you think he should, and just because he doesn't do things in the time frame that you think he should, he's not in a hurry. If you don't know anything else about God, you better know that he's not in a hurry. He, he, he's not, a, he's not a, an Americano drinking God. He seasons and everything in his time. And so that's what he's saying here. He said, I have mercy upon Zion. Hebrews 12 tells you that's the church. For the time of favor, yes, the set time, not the chronos time, the, the, the kairos time, the due season of God, the set time, saving the best for last. In other words, you haven't seen anything yet. I've saved the best for last. He said, um, the set time, so this appointed time that we're living in right now, for God's favor has come. For your servants take pleasure in the stones and the favor of the dust thereof. So, what's the purpose of his favor coming on you? Look at verse 15. So that the heathen, the goyim, the nations, shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth, your glory. God's about to show off. God's about to feature you. Amen. So let me see where we're going today, because that's got nothing to do with this, I guess. But hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I think, you know, we, we probably looked at this enough times, but in Exodus chapter, uh, I think it begins in chapter 8, um, Pharaoh representing the Antichrist or the Antichrist spirit. Uh, the Bible says that God hardened his heart, but we know that he didn't harden his heart, that he gave him over to a hard heart. It's like if you mess around with God long enough, he'll take his grace from you. From um, from off you, and then you'll just do whatever your heart desires. So anyway, that was Pharaoh's life, and um, in Exodus eight twenty five, he's going to give him four offers that he's given you today, that he's given the church already. Offer num, offer num, <laughs> offer number one. Don't give your heart to Jesus. That's Exodus eight twenty five. Offer number two, Exodus 8, 28. Don't dare take this church thing too far. Come on, it's the same today. Offer number three, Exodus 10, 8 to 11. You can go, but you can't have the next generation. You can go, but you can forget about the youth, the millennials. You're not going to get them. Just forget about them and just go about, you know, singing your old hymns and doing whatever it is you do. Right. Offer number four, you can go, but you must go broke. You can't take anything with you. You cannot believe God for finances. Well, in my Bible, it says that there would be seven years of plenty for seven years of famine. My Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up in store for the just. My Bible says there's a financial inversion about to take place on the planet because it costs money to advance the kingdom of God. 
and he wants to give it to you, and he wants to make sure that the Antichrist is broke by the middle of the tribulation period. So, Because with, without money, those guys can't do anything. If they don't have any money, that's, that's why it's called the Great Tribulation when they run out of bucks. Study it out, check it out for me. So you can go, but you can't go broke. That was um, Exodus 10.24. I better go there. I sure hope I get through this two-hour message before. Um, see, that joke's getting old, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Exodus chapter um, 10.26. We know what that says, right? Not only are we going to take our children, but we're going we're, we're taking all the cattle. There won't be, I love this verse, there won't be one hoof left behind. For in the midst we will take and serve the Lord our God, and we know not with what we must serve the Lord and so we're taking it all. Now, uh, chapter 13. No, chapter 12. i got to read verse 23. It has nothing to do with this, but it's so good. When he sees the blood. 12.23, when he sees the blood. Thank you, Lord. We've been justified by his blood. Right standing with God our Father through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the destroyer can't come near our house. But verse 33 is one, 32 is what I want to get to. Pharaoh finally said, take your flocks and your herds, as you said, and just get out of here. Be gone. And then in verse um, 36, the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and they lent unto them as many things as they required, and they completely plundered the Egyptians. How did they? How did they leave the promised land or toward the promised land? They took all the provision with them, and the thing that has been is a thing that shall be. And there's nothing new under the sun. And if you read carefully uh, through Joel chapter two, you'll find. Well, can we just go there again one more time? Joel chapter two. Just a couple of highlights. I got lots of time anyway. Yeah. Joel chapter 2, verse 23, verse 21. <laughs> Fear not. Have you ever noticed how God always starts his conversations with that? Have you ever noticed that when you're in fear, you're not trusting God? Fear not, be glad, rejoice, for God will do great things. Be not afraid, you beasts of the field, you pastors in the wilderness, for and so on. Verse 23, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former reign, and we pointed that out, that's Moray Zedekiah, that means the teacher of righteousness. We gave the teacher of righteousness, and he will cause to come down the reign. And then he said the former reign, so that was at the time of Jesus, and the latter reign. And you think about the book of Acts, when Luke wrote the book, he said, these former treaties, O Theopolis, I read unto you everything that Jesus began to do and to teach. You're the one that's been raised up to finish it off. That's why it was at the festival of first fruits when the Holy Spirit got poured out. That was the first, that was not the last. This is the last right here. The former and the latter rain, both at the same time. And your floors will be filled with wheat, 
and your vats will overflow with wine and oil, and I will restore. And again, to be safe in mind and body and estate, to be complete, to be finished, to be full, to make good, to prosper, to recompense, all of that in a big bag of chips. Come on. I'll restore everything that the devil has stolen. The great army, that, my great army that came against you. And look at this, and you shall eat in plenty. No, but isn't this, is this in your Bible? Because this is not being preached very often. Everybody's packing up to go in the rapture of the church. You're not going anywhere yet. Relax. We have a work to do here on planet earth. Be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord for your God has done wondrously to you, well beyond your power, and you shall never be ashamed. The church has been ashamed over years, but it's not going to happen anymore. And you'll know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord your God and no one else, and you'll never be ashamed. And after I do all this, after I satisfy you completely, <laughs> after you're totally fulfilled, then, notice it shall come to pass after this, after after he's done all this for the church, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young, old men, young men, dreaming dreams, men old, young old men, women rather, every walk of life, I'll pour my spirit out upon all flesh. And so that's, that's where we're at right now. But we need to get to, um, we need to figure out what, what God wants us to do is, as Stephen brought it out so clearly today, he's, he's after you, but he's wanting you to participate in his life. And the, the, problem that's, the problem that the church has had over the years is we have not believed the word of God. I mean, if you, and if you believe him, if you trust him, you do what he says. But how does that happen? Well, let's go to Judges chapter 6, very familiar story. Gideon, how many of you remember Gideon? Uh, chapter 6, 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak tree of Ophrah. And, uh, and Gideon was there th at, at threshing wheat at a wine press to hide from the Midianites. So when you got to hide your harvest, which is what he was doing, God steps into the middle of all that and says, The Lord be with you. Almighty man of valor. So, Stephen Holmes, I'll pick on you today. The Lord be with you, mighty man of valor. That's his heart, his will for your life. I'm with you, Stephen. I'm with you. And just don't ask these questions. <laughs> and Gideon said, oh, Lord. If you're really with me, and see, that's why people question the word of God. They twice, you question whether he's with you or not. He said in Hebrews chapter 12, he said, I'll never, is it chapter 13 and verse 6? I'll never leave you. I will never leave you. I will never fail you. I will never, never is a long time, never forsake you. So that we can boldly say, God is on my side. I'm not afraid of what a man can do unto me. See, there's a boldness that comes when you know that he's with you. But if you don't know that he's with you, it, 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 it's hard to be obedient. It's hard to trust. So, so here's Gideon. He's saying, wow, if you're with us, if, and I know that nobody ever talked like this before, if you're with us, then why 
did the pandemic hit us? Why did we end up selling our building four years ago and living here for four years? Why did that happen to us? Well, we know, Pastor Paul and I in particular know now all of, all of those reasons because we walked them out. But a lot of people don't know and don't understand. Uh, but the same thing that happened with, with Gideon happened with us. Why have these things befallen us? And where are the miracles? You're praying for people up at the front of the church. When is somebody really going to get healed? Oh, a headache is nice, but when's somebody going to jump out of a wheelchair and go running around the building? My answer to that is when you trust him. When you trust him. Hallelujah. Where are the miracles which our fathers told us about? Why is it not the way that it used to be? Didn't, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord, see, the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Mm. Hallelujah. This is not true, but that's what it looked like. That's why, you know, you read Hebrews 10, 25, and it says some assembly required. <laughs> you know, it says, you know, you need to go to church even more and more as you see the end approaching. But the exact opposite happened during the pandemic. People, didn't, people stopped going all together, and there's still people at home right now watching. And I understand if you're watching because you're afraid, but my Bible tells me that you're not to be afraid. Fear not. Don't fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. <laughs> but God said, but you have not obeyed my voice. To fear is to fail. To fear is to fail. So now God is going to talk about his reality compared to Gideon's reality. The Lord looked upon him and said, you already have a covenant. Go in this your might. Go in this your might. Overcome that insecurity that you've been walking in. Do you realize that the fear that you've lived in has blocked the, the voice of God in your life? Because how you see yourself is where you Find yourself, Gideon, you've been hiding in a wine press, sifting wheat, and you're all covered with flour and looking ridiculous, and I'm calling you out of there. Go in this thy might. But wait, I'm the youngest member of the poorest house in the smallest tribe. I go to Lip Church over in 946 Main Street. No, in all the, no, it, your answer is Romans 8.14. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I'm a son of God. Romans 8, 19, all of creation is waiting for a manifestation of God in my life, and I'm going to manifest. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Go in this year, might you, and you'll save, you will save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Well, if we could just get some special speaker in. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying it's time for you to do it. Yeah. And the Lord said unto him in verse 16, Surely I'll be with you, and you'll smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If I have found grace in your sight, here, here we go, then show me a sign. Let me just say this about signs. You're looking for a sign? You got 66 books. If somebody would only prophesy over me, this book will prophesy over you every time you read it. And if somebody gave you a sign, I remember back when I first got saved, I, I thought, wow, if I could only see Jesus walking down the road. 
I'd be so, and then I realized, no, no, I did LSD for so many years that if I did see him, I'd think it was a hallucination anyway. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> to know him is in your heart, not in your head. Verse 36. Gideon said, Lord, if you'll save Israel by my hand, as you have said, I'm going to put a fleece of wool in the floor. And the, and the dew will come on the fleece only, and it'll be dry on the earth beside it. Then I'll know that, that you're going to save Israel through my hand. So, uh, verse 38, and it was so, he rose up early in the morning and thrust the fleece, to, three, the, fle the fleece together and wrung the dew out of the, into a bowl of water. And Gideon said, don't get upset with me, but I need another sign. Just, just let me put the fleece out this time and let, and let the, the dry ground be there and let the fleece be. No, that's not right. Let there now be dry only upon the fleece and the ground will be wet with dew. How many of you ever been fleeced or fleeced God? <laughs> no, I, we've all tried it. I think we've all tried it. But the problem is, if he says this, then we think that. And if he says that, we think this. And, and so, did I really hear from the Lord? And the answer is, probably not. You hear from the Lord out of the book. Come on, hallelujah, out of the book. Let's go to chapter 7. Now, this was the biggest church in America. Now, therefore, go and proclaim in the ears of the people and say, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him, let him return and depart early from the Mount Gilead. And there returned 22,000. Can you imagine having this big army, this big church, and 22,000 of them are filled with fear? Why, this Presbyterian church? Wow. No, but, no, but you, you know that this is real. 22,000 of them were disqualified. The big church... The big church with all the people, how many of them, and again, I don't know if it's safe to quote this, but Pastor Bruce told me this a long, long time ago. I said, wow, you've got over 300 people in Shiloh. He said, no, i got about 40. The rest are just there. And so there's a core group of people. That's what the point is. There's a core group of people. And really, the water represents you being led by fleshly appetites. And so, as we get into this next part, it says, And the Lord said, Bring the people down to the water. Can you imagine 22,000 people walked away, and now God's saying, You have too many. You have too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will try them there. And it shall be the one who is, y'all go with you, the same shall go over with you. And whomever I say unto you, this shall not go with you. The same shall not go. So he brought them down to the water. Everyone that laps the water with his tongue, in other words, you've got to put your face down in the water. You have to drop your armor to drink and play. Water represents you're being led by the fleshly appetite. So they, they saw the water and they just dropped everything and got down and lapped it like a dog. The number of them, well, this can't be. The number of them... That lapped and put their hands, mouth to the 
to the was was three hundred men, but all the rest of the people bowed down on their knees to the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, You have three hundred men, three hundred men, and I will save you and deliver you and the Midianites into your hand, and let all the other people go, every man to his place. And I'm not going to read through the rest of this, but what you need to know is with those 300 men, Gideon conquered the Midianites. And and what the Lord showed him was what the devil was saying about him. He thought that the devil was, you know, intimidating him. The devil said, we're in trouble now. (laughs) Because this guy with the 300 men is going to come down. He said, I saw a barley roll. A barley loaf, you know, the the lowest uh, grain on the on the in the harvest, rolled into the tents of the Midianites, and they all crashed and left. So even, but when you think about what he did, what they did was they had a fire in a pot, and they cracked cracked it open, and all of a sudden the whole horizon lit up with flames. You have a treasure in an earthen vessel. Same story. And the trumpet represents you praising God. You praise Him. Hallelujah. And when you praise Him, the flesh gets out of the way and the light of the gospel. Come on. We believe. He, he, said, he said, they believed and spoke. We also believe and we speak. We're speaking the Word of God. Speaking the Word of God over every situation. The things that we look at are temporal, but the things that we cannot see are eternal. Therefore, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by feelings, and we're expecting God to move by His Spirit. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.